Hi, friend. Welcome to Holly's Highlights, a podcast designed to encourage, inspire, and equip you to intentionally live your life full of purpose. I'm your host, Holly Kirby, motivational speaker, leadership cultivator, marketing strategist, and personal cheerleader. Let's check out today's highlight. This episode brought to you by PostNet, your one-stop shop for all your printing and shipping needs. For the past 10 years, PostNet and Draper has been locally owned and operated by Linda and Paul Sheely. They're located in the Draper Crossing Shopping Plaza, just west of TJ Maxx and Down East Home Furnishings. You won't see many small businesses like PostNet. Customers greeted as soon as they walk in the door with a friendly hello, and don't forget to say hi to their mascot dogs, Dudley Do-Right and Bo Jackson, who just might bring their ball for you to throw to while you're there. PostNet offers a friendly atmosphere where customers quickly become friends. PostNet stands for convenience, and Linda and Paul Sheely believe that the customer matters, and they want to make sure each and every customer leaves believing they got what they paid for. Did you know, though, that PostNet is a drop-off point for pre-labeled drop-off packages for all carriers, USPS, UPS, FedEx, and DHL? You don't have to drive all over the valley to deliver your drop-off packages to each carrier. PostNet will gladly take them off of your hands and take care of everything for you. If you're shipping a package, well, PostNet, you have all the options based on your budget and how quickly the package needs to arrive. Find out which carrier best meets your needs. All the carriers pick up each afternoon. PostNet also offers digital printing, scanning, faxing, laminating, and notary services. Do you know business cards are available there? Also, flyers, posters, banners, brochures. You need it. They've got it. Once again, PostNet to the rescue. They strive to get your project done as quick as possible, just the way you like it. Another great service at PostNet is a private mailbox. Porch pirates can't get your packages at PostNet. If your time is important to you and you like to shop where you matter, stop in today and see Linda and Paul. Tell them Holly sent you and receive 10% off your first print order. This offer is good until February 28th. PostNet is located in Draper at 138 East, 12300 South. Welcome to a new year, my friend. Happy New Year's 2023. My kiddos and I always write out and share our New Year's resolutions in hopes of supporting each other and even help each other achieve those goals, however we may in the new year. And as much as I'd like to say our goals always change each year, there are some that just make the list every year that we might not get accomplished or that we want to achieve even more at doing. (laughs) Now, I'm sure it won't surprise you to hear that according to Forbes, one of those most common resolutions that appears on people's list year after year focuses on health and physical wellness, such as exercising more, getting more sleep, losing weight, making healthier choices when eating, all of that. Now, that would make sense as to why January seems to be the largest increase in gym membership. For those of you with a gym membership, you can see that when you go, it is packed. But as each of us is unique and has varying needs as well as histories, working with a dietitian can actually provide many benefits to attaining this goal of being a healthy new you in a new year. Now, benefits such as nutritional advice that is tailored just for you, so no cookie cutter plans, or helping manage chronic diseases or illnesses that you may have, as well as helping navigate special needs such as food allergies or sensitivities, perhaps recent weight gain or loss, and overall just a better understanding of nutrition and what that looks like while shopping at the grocery store or cooking a meal at home or even when eating out. So today we have special guest and dietitian Melanie Taylor with us from Harmon's Grocery Store. And she's going to help us figure out all the puzzle pieces to eating healthy in this new year. 
Melanie Taylor is uh, a graduate of Southern Utah University with her bachelor's degree. She completed the coordinated master's program in nutrition at the University of Utah. Now, since becoming a registered dietitian in 2002, she has worked in areas of education, food service, and nutrition consulting, and is excited to now be a part of the Harmons team for these past eight years. Melanie has passion for teaching people and helping them learn basically how to eat healthier or eat well, whatever their circumstance may be. From individual counseling to a tour of the grocery store, Melanie is your girl to be able to help you take nutrition information and turn it into a positive grocery store experience. Melanie's personal and professional involvement with diabetes and celiac disease make her a valuable resource to customers with specific health concerns, and her passion for good food and cooking help her relate to everyone who appreciates a good meal. Welcome, Melanie. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Now, Melanie, as history has shown, there are many heading back to the gym this time of year in efforts to reach those New Year's resolutions. So as we focus on fueling our fitness goals this new year, how can pre- and post-workout fueling make an impact? And what do those pre-post-workout fuelings look like? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, You are absolutely right. That is one of the biggest resolutions that people make, most common resolutions. I'm going to pull your question apart just a little bit. I'll get back to post pre and post um, meals, but overall fueling when you're starting a a new exercise regimen or just for overall health is really important. And I think sometimes people lose sight of that when they're, you know, trying to maybe lose weight or change eating habits. We tend to cut calories and cut food and we need to think about our bodies as these kind of well-oiled machines or like a car. A lot of times I use that analogy, a car, your car's not going to run without enough gasoline in it. Same thing for your body. You're not going to be able to get what you want out of your workouts or your activities if you're not properly fueling your body all the time. So I, I commonly see people cutting calories and then being disappointed with the outcome of, of their workouts. So keep that in mind first. As far as pre-workouts, it's important to have a good source of carbohydrates. That's our body's main source of energy. So things like um, fruit, breads, grains, you want to avoid really high fatty foods or high fiber foods. Those tend to disrupt a workout, um, but about one to two hours before your workout, some a good source of, of carbohydrates is a good idea. And then post-workout, it's just a good idea to get a well-rounded meal or snack 30 minutes to an hour after you end a workout. So, you know, something with some protein, some carbohydrate and um, heart healthy fats are all, all a good combination to kind of refuel. Can you give us some examples of what some of those healthy fats might look like or some of those proteins? Yeah, of course. Um, nuts and seeds are, are a great one. A piece of avocado toast would be a great post-workout snack. Yeah, those are just a couple of easy grab-and-go things. I'm always so glad to hear that avocado is a healthy fat. I love avocado. I can put <laughs> avocado on everything. Who doesn't love avocado? <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> now, even though it's cold outside, one thing I hear again and again is how important it is to stay hydrated. And Supposedly soda doesn't count. So my addiction to McDonald's Coke right now does not work. So what are some tips you could give us for staying hydrated in a healthy manner, regardless of exercising inside or outside or simply going about our day? 
Yeah, that's a great question. People do tend to get have the have the ability to get more dehydrated during the winter months when it's colder, just because we don't have that that thirst perception quite like we do when it's warm outside. Water is obviously always the best go-to for hydration, but I'm a realist and sometimes people struggle with getting enough water. So you can always jazz it up. Things like sparkling water, infused water, tea, uh, you know, herbal teas, things like that all count. We start to worry about, you mentioned soda, we start to worry about uh, caffeination that tends to kind of dehydrate us a little more. So we don't we don't want to focus on those or rely on those to be to staying hydrated, but there's a lot of other options out there. It's probably one of the biggest growing parts of the grocery store is, is beverages. So try, try different things, find something that you like, and then just stick with it. Now, how about those like crystal light flavoring powder packets? Just asking for a friend. <laughs> do those count when drinking your water? <laughs> well, they do. Yes. Um, and if that helps you drink more water, that's definitely an option. Um, the only thing we worry about with that is uh, artificial sweeteners. You know, it, it's possible to drink a lot of artificial sweeteners. And so you want to be careful of that. One, one kind of trick is to um, dilute those down. So just use a little bit to kind of give your water some flavor, but not make it super, that kind of syrupy sweet that they're kind of intended to do. Okay. Now I think this is probably the the perfect thing, the water misconception, right? Of, of how many glasses are we supposed to drink a day? Well, when trying to eat healthy in this new year, healthy eating itself can have many misconceptions. So perhaps you can help us set some of these basic misconceptions straight. And let's start with water since we're on that topic. Do we have to drink eight cups of water a day? Not necessarily. It all depends on the individual. So your, your size, your activity level, your health conditions, medications can even make an impact. Um, so eight is a, is a great reference. It's a really common reference that most people can, can just spit out when you ask them. But a better indicator is if we can talk bathroom, talk a little bit. I am a dietitian, so it's what I do. But um, we want our urine to be as, as light colored as possible. So that's a really good indication of your hydration status. If your urine is the color of like lemonade or lighter, that's a good thing. If it's darker than that, that's an indication that you're not properly hydrated. What about eating late? Is that bad for you? Oh, there is really conflicting information on this. Some of the research says that actually um, you can have better quality sleep with a small snack, um, especially a protein-based snack a, a little a little bit before you go to bed. But on the other side, you know, if you're uncomfortable, if you're full, if you're digesting all night, your sleep quality probably is not going to be the best. So I think you certainly don't want to be hungry um, when you go to bed. And if you are a small, healthy snack, maybe a piece of string cheese or something like that is certainly not a bad idea. I grew up when I was younger, you know, having those midnight snacks when you're having sleepovers and so forth. And even now my son will every so often be like, let's go get a midnight snack. And it's like nine o'clock at night. <laughs> so, all right. Now, what about organic? Is that better? I get this question so much. Um, I am... A nutritionist, I'm a dietitian. And so my focus is on people just eating more fruits and vegetables. There is no nutrition, nutritional superiority to organic produce um, or organic foods. And the concern I always have is 
there's a price difference, right? And so I hear from people a lot of times that it's too expensive to eat healthy. And if organic is, is something that you think you have to have to be eating a healthy diet, and that's causing you to maybe eat less of those healthy options, then I, I'm not a fan of organic. However, if it's, you know, something that you feel very passionately about, you can afford that in your grocery budget, then by all means, there's nothing wrong with organic at all. Now we talked exercise earlier, but if we are exercising, are we able to eat whatever we want? I wish. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that how it goes? Yes. No, that is not how it goes. (laughs) Uh, No, just like, you know, I talked about the car analogy. You want to fuel your body with the best that you can. So, you know, I, I, like I said, I'm a realist. I like treats. I like good food too. Um, But overall, we want to think about how you're fueling your body most of the time. And so, no, you can't what's the saying? You can't out exercise a bad diet. (laughs) Um, That is a myth. It's, it's not true. Now talk to us about those multivitamins. Are they a must in order to be healthy? They are not. I'm a whole foods dietitian. I believe in, in people eating whole foods, getting their nutrients from whole foods whenever possible. So assuming someone has a really good high quality diet with a lot of variety, then they probably don't need a multivitamin. However, if there's anything like health complications or food allergies or, you know, maybe food insecurity, anything like that, certainly a multivitamin is going to be kind of like an insurance policy. So there's usually uh, not, not any harm with a multivitamin, but they're certainly not necessary. I like how you put that an insurance policy. That was interesting. Now eggs good or bad? Always good. I know they had, they got a bad rap. I I've been a dietitian a lot of years. So I've, I've kind of seen this, this trend eggs are good. They're bad. They're good. Eggs do have saturated fat and cholesterol in the egg yolk, but they are one of the most packed full of nutrients, easy, inexpensive types of food. So I, I love eggs. I think they're just so versatile. You can do so much with them. And and like I said, they're just so packed with nutrition. The recommendation is no more than seven eggs a week. That I, I think can vary depending on health factors, cholesterol levels, quality of the diet, you know, beyond eggs, things like that. Okay. Is there a difference between just doing the egg white or the whole egg? Well, certainly you're going to get a lot of, uh, a lot, the protein is in the egg white and, and the fat and cholesterol is in the egg yolk, but there's also a lot of great micronutrients in that egg yolk. So it's certainly egg whites are great, but I, it makes me sad when I hear that people are doing only egg whites because they're missing out a lot on those other, other nutrients in the yolk. Yeah. One of our favorite breakfast items is one that I grew up on and it's the one I jack. And so I just don't think a one I jack would be the same if you can't have the egg yolk just come and you know pour over the bread as it does. So I, I am definitely a fan of those egg yolks. <laughs> now for those with high blood pressure or high cholesterol, or as in my family, a history of heart health, what are some tips beyond reducing salt that will keep our meals exciting while also working toward that better health? Yeah, the the focus uh, on on sodium is important, but it's certainly not the only thing. I would say the number one tip I could say is think about a rain, getting a rainbow of foods. So all of those colors from our produce, 
are going to make things interesting. Textures is really important. Think about, you know, creamy and crisp and uh, salty and, you know, things like that. Herbs are another great way to keep food interesting and exciting. Uh, Cooking methods is another one. I am always surprised when people have never tried roasting vegetables. I have a saying that if you, if there's a vegetable you don't like, it's probably because you haven't tried it roasted yet. So that can be a really great way to bring out natural flavors of, of produce in particular, but yeah, just, just having a nice, good variety of foods that you're eating, healthy foods that you're eating is important. Okay. You mentioned roasting. We just got an air fryer and um, shout out to Pampered Chef air fryers. I am in love. I never thought I'd have an air fryer and I am addicted. And supposedly they're supposed to be healthy for you too, right? Yep. They, it's a great cooking method. Now, how about for those living with diabetes or pre-diabetes while trying to stay within their carbohydrate limit, how can they refresh their label reading and carbohydrate counting skills to fit their meal plans? Well, first off, you can come see me at Harmon's or one of our other uh, six dietitians in the company. But uh, label reading is is really important. Um, making sure that you are aware of serving sizes and you're realistic about serving sizes. So, what I mean by that is, if you're going to eat more than one serving of something, that's that's okay. But make sure that it fits into your carbohydrate budget, if you will. Um, and then be really picky about your carbohydrates. That's what I think. We, we tend to just, we get lots of carbohydrates. They're everywhere. They're in a lot of our foods unnecessarily. And so pick the ones that you love the most. If you are, you know, for example, I'm not really a, a pasta eater. So that's not, that's not a, a, a temptation for me. Most of the time I prefer uh, like zucchini noodles or, you know, veggie noodles. Um, that's just me personally. Well, it, kind of figure out what, what you enjoy the most from your carbohydrates and, and then try to eliminate some of the ones that maybe you don't, don't make you as happy as you think they think they would. I like the switching out of the zucchini noodles. That was new to me a few years ago and my mom introduced me to it and I'm gluten-free, so I can't do the pasta and I miss that, but substituting those zucchini noodles was actually nice. Even if I'm going from gluten-free noodles to that. So good alternatives. Now, speaking of meal plans, there are so many options out there. The Healthline lists the top five meal plans being vegan, gluten-free, paleo, Mediterranean, and low-carb whole food diet. My mom used to be quite a loyal person to uh, Weight Watchers, so always counting her points. And a friend of mine does the intermittent fasting and has lost a ton of weight through that. So what advice might you offer when trying to just find that right meal plan for us and for our body? Yeah, I love that question. I would say universally pick the one that you will be able to maintain forever. Don't fall for these fad type of diets and and things that are a quick fix. If it's something that you aren't willing or able to do for your whole life, it's probably not going to be a beneficial eating style for you. There's a lot of great ones out there. Some that you mentioned Mediterranean is, is, has been the number one diet in the U S for a long time. And it's because it's just, it's really an easy one to follow for life. It's, it's not focusing on restricting a lot of foods. It's just focusing on getting a lot of those really high quality nutrient dense foods that we know the people who live around the Mediterranean 
have always eaten and, and their health shows that they're some of the healthiest people as well. I like how you just worded that basically that diets are not what we should go for, but the, the life style, the, the life plan, what we can accommodate to for uh, here going forward and, and not just a temporary shortage plan. So that, that makes sense. Now, one of the tough things about eating healthy is that both foods and drinks that are high in calories and sugar and salt, well, they all seem to be low cost, as we've talked about earlier, the cost of eating healthy, and they're available everywhere. Whereas nutritious foods can sometimes be hard to find, especially when traveling or in a hurry going from point A to point B within our day, and they're costly. So any suggestions on easy snacks to pack or just overall tips on eating well when not at home or perhaps just on the go? Yeah, I think the number one thing about this is just planning, having a plan so that you're not stuck in that space of, you know, you're, you're stuck at your desk, you have nothing good to eat. So you'll eat candy from the candy bowl or, or whatever. Having a plan is really important. I'm a big fan of meal planning, menu planning and, and food prepping. I love to take it a day off and kind of prep my meals and snacks for the week so that they're just quick grab and go. That's why we tend to eat some of those inexpensive convenience foods is because we haven't planned and we, we run out of time. So then it just becomes what's what can I grab if you've planned for that in advance, you know, as all the way to ziplocking produce for snacks so that you can just grab a Ziploc bag and take it with you to work or in the car or hard boiled eggs, string cheese, things like that. So I think there's a lot of great snacks out there, healthy snacks out there. I love seeing in convenience stores and, and gas stations, the options nowadays, most of them will have, you know, a cooler with parfaits or fruit cups or hard boiled eggs or things like that, that can be quick and convenient, not necessarily expensive, but also just high nutrient quality foods. I love the meal planning idea. I'm right there with you. One thing I have to do though with my meal planning is actually when I'm cooking is as soon as the meal is ready, I have to portion out some of our leftovers into you know the to-go containers for future meals down the road. Because otherwise, like last night, I made a meal that my kids loved and they got to the point where it was like, I'm so full, but there's leftovers. They could see the leftovers and they just desired the taste of you know it being so good, which I took as a compliment, but at the same time, it's like, okay, let's not eat ourselves until we're sick. <laughs> so now I've gotten to where I try to just pre-portion out some of those to-go meals. So we have them for future lunches or dinners on the go or whatever, but um, also it helps us where we don't overeat in one meal, which can be very helpful. That's a great tip. Yes. <laughs> uh, nothing makes me more sad than when I go to get leftovers for lunch and they've already been eaten. <laughs> right. Right. I just opened the fridge today and my daughter has a, a note for my son of you better not eat this or I will eat you. <laughs> so they, they're to the point of those um, fun, threatening messages yeah. to each other of protecting their food. <laughs> now, Melanie, here on Holly's Highlights podcast, we have a signature question. If you could go back and encourage, inspire or equip yourself as a child, what would you tell your young self? Oh, that is a loaded question. I think I would probably tell my younger self to learn to say no and uphold boundaries quicker. <laughs> I've gotten there over the years, but not without a lot of mistakes and regrets and things like that. So I wish I had learned that skill early on. 
that sure is a hard one, isn't it? I mean, even as adults, I think that is still hard. And especially as we as moms can relate, even with our kids, it, it can be hard to say no sometimes. So yes. yeah, that's a good one. Well, one last thing for you, Melanie. I, I personally love Harmon's. So shout out to Harmon's Grocery Store. Some of the things I love about Harmon's, I would love to share with you, are they have great customer service. My kids look for a sweet man, Chad, at our local Harmon's, and they always want to go up and greet him. He is like the celebrity of our Harmon's. And when my kiddos were just little ones around, I was so grateful for their park and load service where I could get my kids in the car and then I would pull my car up to the front and a team member would load up all my groceries in the back of my car for me. I didn't even have to worry about that. And as a mom, that was so helpful with little children. And for being gluten-free, having a, a gluten allergy, I'm appreciative of how easy Harmons makes my shopping by labeling literally everything in the store that is gluten-free. It just saves so much time. And then also that peace of mind with those little gluten-free tag next to the price tag. I also appreciate a similar tag mentioning if something is a dietitian's recommendation, which now I believe comes from you. So that's nice to put a face with, with that recommendation that I see. And that just helps me make healthier choices with that alone too. As we talked about meats earlier, that is something that helps me there is with which meat to buy. Like I was cooking last night. And I also value the discount I get on gas, you know, with with the inflation going up and gas prices being crazy. It's nice to still shop and get that gas discount as a result of my shopping at Harmon's. So that's awesome. But there is so much more Harmon's offers, such as cooking classes. I did one with my mom there once and had a great time. And you offer things such as personal consultation and shopping with a dietitian. So I could go on and on and on. I love Harmon's. So my question for you is where can our listeners connect with you if they have questions on anything that you've shared with them today, or simply they want to look into different services you and your team offer to help them live healthy? The best place is on our website, harmonsgrocery.com. And there's a tab for dietitian services. It lists our services, ways to contact us. You can even submit a question right from the website, or you can also email dietitian, D-I-E-T-I-T-I-A-N at harmonsgrocery.com. That email goes out to our entire team. And so we can connect you with the dietitian that will be closest to you. Perfect. Thank you so much, Melanie. This has been very helpful and we appreciate you and your encouraging, inspiring and equipping us today and and just being healthy into this new year. Thank you so much. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining me on this journey of life. I hope that today's highlight has been encouraging, inspiring and equipping so you can go out and live your life full of purpose. I'd be honored if you'd take a moment to leave a review or better yet, subscribe. We can also stay in touch by joining my email list at hollycurby.com. That's H-O-L-L-Y-C-U-R-B-Y.com. Until next time, make it a great day for a great day.